everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Happy holiday season. Today's episode is going to be all about navigating food challenges on one of the biggest eating holidays of the year, Thanksgiving. So historically, this time of year has always been my absolute favorite. Like October through January, I just love. I love all things um, fall and winter and festivity, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all the things. Anytime there is lots of cheerful music and happy lights and people gathering and cold weather, I just geek out on that stuff. I love it. But historically, this has also been been a challenging time of year for me in the past, as I know it is for many other people as well. So today's episode is going to be all about some tips to help you navigate um, challenging issues and relationships with food. Um, And also, if you're somebody listening who doesn't necessarily have uh, a challenged relationship with food or a disordered relationship with food, I will still be giving you some tips to help navigate this holiday and conversations with the people in your life who might be struggling with those those, um, issues or disordered thoughts. So this episode is for everybody. So it can be a challenging time of year because it does bring so much joy in, in so many ways, but it also brings a lot of stress in so many ways as well. Um, Gathering people together, especially family, can be stressful for a lot of reasons for different people and and their family dynamics. Um, But one of the bigger stressors is just navigating all of the the food that is present this time of year. And for some people, that just brings them even more joy. They love the food. They don't necessarily feel guilt around it. And they've got a pretty balanced relationship with the holiday season. That's awesome. Um, And to be totally honest, that's the place I'm at now, but I fought really hard to get here. And that wasn't the case for me for a long time. And it's not the case for the majority of the people that I work with. Um, Again, for anybody who has ever had a disordered relationship with food, um, or for anybody who's just grown up in this Western society that places so much focus on the body and what we look like and needing to lose weight and um, needing to label foods as good or bad and creating lots of feelings of guilt and shame around eating certain things, um, yet pressure at the same time to eat them, yeah, this is going to be challenging. So I'm going to lay down some, not ground rules, but ground uh, tips and best practices and habits that you can incorporate this time of year to just make a little make it a little bit easier on yourself and actually get to enjoy it because that's really the point of it all is is joy and if you're not experiencing that then there's a little bit of work to be done that's all so first things first um, you want to look at your own relationship with food how you're relating to the, the foods around you and the foods that you know are going to be present on your uh, Thanksgiving holiday, um, whether you celebrate with friends, family, solo, whatever it may be, you, you know that there are going to be foods that are probably outside of your norm. And a lot of people have sort of preemptive 
um, strikes or activities that they, they do to prepare themselves, quote unquote, for all these foods that are outside the norm. So some people think that they have to work out like crazy the day before and the day after to burn off um, any, any extra calories that they ate. Some people think that they have to not eat for the full day leading up to the meal, um, again, to balance out the additional calories. And, you know, other people have crazy cleansing or detoxing practices or things that they do to again, ultimately just cancel out anything bad that they feel they did. Those are the first things that I want to go out the window. So the second we associate a specific food or pattern or behavior as being bad, we put ourselves into that space of shame and guilt and wrongdoing. And the moment that you consider yourself as bad or wrong for having done something or ate, eaten something, um, is the moment that you you really set yourself up for for failure because food is inherently neutral it's not good or bad and this is coming from a holistic nutritionist who preaches all the wonderful healing benefits of food and how incredible it can be for you and also deters you from overconsumption of some of the foods that may have a negative impact on your body but in any one given moment Food is neither good nor bad, and, as, and assigning it meaning as good or bad then gives you that same meaning, that transfers that, that meaning onto you. So if you eat the bad food, you're a bad person. If you eat the good food, you're a good person, and that's just not the case. Our inherent worth has nothing to do with the foods that we eat. You just are worthy, and that's not going to change whether you eat a certain food or not. So... Again, this is the, f the first layer to look at is how are you assigning meaning to, to the food, to the holiday, and to the way that you eat food. Once you can detach from that a little bit, you don't need to um, participate in some of these like compensatory behaviors where you feel like you have to make up for having done something. And it also detaches your relationship with exercise from your relationship with food in thinking that you have to punish yourself or that you have to, um, you know, again, compensate for things that you've eaten by overexerting your body. Though they're two different things. Like you should move your body because it feels good and you know that it's um, keeps your keeps your heart healthy. It keeps your lymph your lymphatic system flowing and healthy. It keeps your immune system healthy. Like Movement is so great for your body, but what movement isn't is a tool for punishment um, because you ate something that you feel bad about. That is not what movement ever should be. So the more that you can untangle those two things, again, the healthier mentality you're headed for. All right, so now we've kind of broken those down and we're not going to... Um, we're not going to undereat or starve ourselves leading up to the meal. We're not going to overexercise after the meal. Um, so then what? It, you, you still have sometimes these feelings of stress and shame and guilt around like, what do I eat and what can I feel good about eating? So 
this is going to look different for everybody. For a lot of people, it's going to look like just eating healthy, balanced meals and snacks leading up to the big meal so that you're not going into it starving and you, you aren't going to eat to the point where you feel sick and overly full. Um, by actually eating blood sugar balancing meals and snacks, things that have healthy fat and protein and carbohydrates and fiber throughout the day. So that means breakfast, lunch, snacks, leading up until your big Thanksgiving dinner um, or whatever time of day you eat it, then you won't go into that meal ravenous and just searching to, to fill your body with any source of, of food and fuel and nourishment that you can because you've been starving all day. You'll be able to go into it and rationally make decisions about what you're excited about eating, what's going to bring you joy, and what you really don't care about that much. Um, and also you'll be able to stop at the point where you feel full and take a pause and really self-reflect and say like, okay, am I good here? Do I need to keep eating? Um, or, or can I comfortably stop? And maybe, you know, stop with a little bit of room so you can enjoy the dessert that you've been really excited about. That's the other thing is that, you know, a lot of these foods are seasonal sort of joy-inducing nostalgic things for us. Maybe they come around only once per year and it's, it's your grandma's famous pie or your mom's famous stuffing or just a recipe that you love the taste of and it also brings you so, so much happiness because it reminds you of good times in your childhood or, you know, you just remember um, your family gathering around to share this meal and, and that's really special to you. So I say go for it. Like, don't deprive yourself of a food that you've, you've labeled as bad because you think that the ingredients in it are going to make you gain weight or be harmful to you. That one meal is not going to make a big difference. And the more that you can give yourself permission to just be there and enjoy it, the more your body will actually secrete hormones that are working in your favor. The more that you're stressed about the meal and your body is secreting more cortisol and adrenaline and um, those stress hormones, the more that you're impacting your body's fat storage hormones and your hunger and fullness cues, and the more likely you are to, you know, have an, a negative impact or effect from that food. The more relaxed and at peace we can be with our food and with our body and with our choices, the less those choices will negatively impact us and the more they'll positively impact us. So again, give yourself permission. And the more that you give yourself permission, the less you'll feel the need to go overboard. Some people think that if they have no rules, then they'll go crazy. But that's usually not the case. Usually when something isn't off limits anymore, that appeal is is gone and you can have a few bites and feel satisfied or one serving and feel satisfied and you know what even if you do overeat give yourself a little grace and, and compassion for that as well there's some things you can do to to make yourself feel better if you do overeat and get yourself feeling you know more uh, light and free and back on track for the next day you can drink a lot of water that evening um, have some ginger or peppermint tea to support with digestion. Take some digestive enzymes, which I highly recommend for everybody on this holiday um, because we typically do eat foods that are, are richer than we're used to and our body could use a little bit of extra support in breaking them down. So take a couple digestive enzymes along with your meal. Um, 
these things will all stimulate digestion and support you in feeling less lethargic and a little bit better after your meal. I also encourage you to take a, a take a short walk after dinner with your family um, so that the food's not just sitting there and you stimulate digestion. A nice 15, 20, or 30-minute walk, it can be a really light, casual stroll around the block with your family, um, can be a great way not only to just increase your time together and promote bonding and connectivity, but also to promote digestion. And again, moving moving the food through the digestive tract, moving um, everything through the body so that you just, you feel lighter and, and more like yourself when you wake up the next day. Um, all right, so a few things in how we're talking about food, and this is important for everybody to listen to, um, whether you struggle with disordered eating thoughts or patterns or not, because these, these um, points and areas of conversation are for everybody so that we're changing the narrative around food and around body image and putting more focus on what matters more about who we are. Um, so the first thing is not to make comments about how fattening food is or how many calories are in it um, or that you need to go on a diet after the holidays um, or eat less the next day. Um, because by you, you expressing this, other people pick up on that subconsciously or consciously. And especially if you have kids around you, they pick up on this too. And this is how they develop their relationship with food and body image. If they hear their parents sharing that something is fattening and they feel guilty for eating it and they're going to go work out more or start a diet the next day, the kids pick up on that. And it goes into, again, how they feel about food and their body. Um, and kids are not, every, everybody around you is picking up on that. So it can, it's kind of like fat shaming. It is like fat shaming, but it's food shaming. Um, and it just, it's not fun for anybody. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make the people around you feel good. So rather than commenting on how fattening something is or how many calories are in it, comment on how delicious, delicious it tastes and how grateful you are to get to enjoy this meal with friends and how special it is that you know you only have this dish once a year and how appreciative you are of it. So along those lines, um, don't comment on anybody's portion sizes either. Um, let everybody make their own plate, you know, with whatever portion size they feel good about and you don't need to comment on if it if you feel like it's too small or too much. Their body is their body, and what they put in it is their choice. And especially if you know they've struggled with an eating disorder in the past, just don't make any comments on their food choices at all. And if you are somebody who struggles, you also get to take ownership of setting boundaries for yourself and letting the people in your life know what triggers you and what doesn't. And if something is said that that makes you feel triggered, let them know so that they know not to say that again or not to continue down the line of, of that conversation. For some people who've struggled with an eating disorder in the past, being told that they look healthy can be really triggering. I know that that sounds really silly, but this is a great example because if, you, if you're somebody who hasn't struggled in the past, you might not realize that your words have a really big impact. So somebody who has been really underweight and has, has gained weight um, 
through whether it be through treatment or changing their eating patterns or whatever it may be and being told that they look healthy um, can really just kind of be a confirmation or affirmation that they've gained weight and if they're in a tough mental headspace about that and feeling bad that they've gained weight your comment about their body can trigger and send them spiraling even further and it was you thought it was well-intentioned like from from your point of view you were telling them they looked healthy and that's a good thing but again they didn't necessarily perceive it that way so this just really leads me to not commenting on anybody's bodies good or bad whether you think it's well-intentioned or not you know sometimes you can tell somebody that oh, you think they've lost weight and they look amazing, but maybe they've been dealing with a lot of stress lately and they've only lost weight because they haven't been eating. And now you're reinforcing this pattern of, oh, I guess not eating is, is good. People like what I look like when I don't eat. So the less you can put the focus on people's bodies, especially this time of year, the better. Compliment them on things that matter so much more. Like, you know, wow, you, you have been so kind and, and loving and thoughtful lately. And, um, you know, you told such a great story earlier. Thank you for sharing that. Or, you know, something that is less about their appearance and, and more about who they are. Because at the end of the day, the holidays aren't about what they look like. They're about connecting with our friends and our loved ones. And people put so much pressure on thinking one day of overeating can, you know, change their body or their health permanently and it and it can't it doesn't um it's longer term more pervasive patterns that can impact our health and that's a different conversation but when we're talking about one day enjoy the food enjoy the time with your friends and family eat the dessert if you want it if you don't don't that's great let's not comment on people's food choices let's just comment on how delicious the food is and how happy we are to be together and at the end of the day, do your very best to be present. That was my biggest struggle. I look back on so many holidays where I wasn't really present with my friends and family because I was so concerned with what I looked like in whatever holiday outfit I was wearing or with what food I was going to be eating or not eating and the feeling in my stomach of if I had overeaten or not. And I was so meticulous about the food that I ate and just obsessed with my physical body and food that I wasn't present for all the love and all the joy that was that was there for me to experience and making that shift has been one of the best things ever because now this season being my favorite favorite time of year I can truly experience all the joy of it in a way that I didn't before I know I thought I loved the holidays before, but now I love them way more because I'm, I'm really seeing and feeling what they're truly about. So I just encourage you to, to take a different approach this year, to be more compassionate and forgiving and graceful towards yourself and to be more present with your friends and family and loved ones and to be less attached to, to food and body image and exercise this year and rules and rigidity. And again, just give yourself the gift of, of being there and of, of feeling what it feels like to just let yourself enjoy, enjoy it all. 
And whoever you're celebrating with, I um, wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. And I hope that you you got some good tips out of this episode. Um, if you feel like you need support or someone to reach out to, I highly encourage you to, to reach out to me. Um, you know, talk to your friends and family. But if you need an outside ear um, or just somebody to talk to, you can reach out to me um, on Instagram. Follow me at Megan Sharer and um, just send me a message there. And I'd love to connect with you and hear what you're up to this holiday season. Um, be sure you subscribe for updates to the show so you can stay tuned on a really exciting series that is coming after Thanksgiving and um, all future episodes as well. And share this with a friend if you know anybody who can relate to this and maybe listen to it on their, their drive or their flight to their, their Thanksgiving plans this week. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy day and a very happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.